how do you make room for, for this? How do you make room for this big dream in your life, right? Because so many of us are already tied up in lives. We have things going on. At the time, I was running a photography business. I had a house. I had a marriage. I had kids. Like, I couldn't just pivot and change like I was some carefree 20-year-old at the time. And if that's you listening and you're thinking the same thing, like, well, yeah, I have a big dream, but it's too late in my life. How in the world do you start making the shift? Hey there, I'm Renee, a former shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke and burnt out to debt-free minimalist. Learning to simplify every area of my life, both inside and out, saved my marriage, gave me the time back to live my life how I wanted to, and allowed me to love myself like never before. Looking back, the only thing I wish I had had was a friend to share the journey with me. That is my hope for the Unstuffed Podcast. This is a place where you can shake off the need to people please and show up as your authentic self, even if you're still wearing yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if your house is a mess. Let's keep this simple. Life is complicated enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. I am kicking off today's episode reading one of your reviews. Remember, if you are a long-term listener of the podcast, it means so much to me that you have taken the time to leave a review Um, Because not only do I get to read and hear your guys' thoughts, but each review helps spread the word about the podcast, and it means so much to me. So today's comment is from Size Pardo. I am probably saying that wrong, but please know I am butchering it with love. (laughs) So this comment reads, I love this podcast. Renee is just amazing. I understand so well all that she explains and is not above anybody else. She just walks by your side, showing you the paths and shortcuts to get your own way. I enjoy so much listening to her. Thank you so much for this review. And remember, if you haven't left one, please take the time to do so because I am loving reading your comments before each episode. So let's dive into today's episode where I wanted to share with you about how about eight or so years ago now, I started reading Wayne Dyer. And if you have been following me for long enough, you probably know that Wayne Dyer is the reason my life has changed for the better. Although he would say he is not the reason, I'm the reason, he was merely the teacher. So fine, have it your way, Wayne. I first read his book called Wishes Fulfilled, and the short version was that this book told me I could have whatever I wanted. Not just like stuff or the latest shoe trend, but that big dream I had in the back of my mind since I was a kid. That inner part of me that said you were meant to stand in the spotlight. You were made for more than this. I could have that. Better yet, he told me that that wasn't wrong. That it wasn't wrong to want big things for my life. It wasn't wrong to want amazing things and that it just very well might be placed on my heart for a reason. It just might be my purpose, my natural instinct for what I was supposed to do with my life. Just like a squirrel learns to collect nuts and trees decompose in a way that feeds other trees, 
I, as a human, was born with a distinct mission that I was meant to go on, and that was why those dreams would not leave my heart. First of all, at this time, I didn't know anyone knew about those kinds of dreams. I didn't know it was maybe normal for them to be there. I thought they were just childish fantasies that I needed to suppress because they were unrealistic. The weirdest part was, the books I read kept giving me clearer pictures of what it was that I wanted for my life. It gave me a clearer picture of these dreams. Even though I would still spend years not believing it was completely possible for me. So if that's you today, if you know the dream I'm talking about, if you have that calling, that ache in your heart, and I'm not telling you it has to be the same as mine, but if you have something, some desire in your heart that is telling you that there is more, then this podcast is for you. My beautiful friend, let me share the message with you that Wayne shared with me all of those years ago. Wayne and I are on a first name basis now, yeah. So that, that calling on your heart It's there for a reason. It's just as natural for you to want those big things for your life as it is for you to want water when you're thirsty. And I want to help you get a clearer picture of how to attain these things. Because unfortunately, following the calling of your heart can be a lot tougher than just getting a glass of water. Am I right? So first of all, raise your hand if you have spent your whole life being told what is and isn't possible for you. We all have. You can't go to college if you're not good at math. That was the story of my life. And it was fine because I sure didn't want to go to college if it meant I had to do math. You can't make it as an actress. You're too fat. This was something that the beautiful Kate Winslet was told, no doubt by a man drama teacher, and it still floors me. Number one, it floors me because why was she even called fat in the first place? How ridiculous does this person have to be? And number two, that she didn't let that other person's limiting belief stop her from dominating the acting industry. One of my biggest limiting beliefs was that no one would listen to me unless I had a PhD by my name. This was my own limiting belief that I told myself when I read Wayne Dyer's books and thought to myself, This is what I want to do. As I read his books, I felt this desire to do what he was doing. I wanted to breathe life into people. I wanted to encourage them, to make them believe that they were possible, that what they wanted in life was possible. I wanted to spend my days reading books, applying things to my life, and then passing on what I had learned to other people who might want to make the same changes in their own life. But just as instantly as my heart skipped a beat at that idea, I quickly told myself it wasn't possible. I read more books, two that stand out about authors who wrote while traveling and made an income from it. I wanted that. But I wasn't a writer. I had nothing to write about. I didn't have any formal training. There was no shortage of ideas for me to shoot down. And now as I type this out so that I can read these words to you to share the wisdom that I've gained, I can't help but smile to realize that I no longer believe some stupid bullshit about my life not being possible. And I so badly want to help you learn how to get to that point for yourself. So here's what I did. How do you make room for for this? How do you make room for this big dream in your life, right? Because so many of us are already tied up in lives. We have things going on. At the time, I was running a photography business. I had a house. I had a marriage. I had kids. Like, 
I couldn't just pivot and change like I was some carefree 20-year-old at the time. And if that's you listening and you're thinking the same thing, like, well, yeah, I have a big dream, but it's too late in my life. How in the world do you start making the shift? My instinct was to get rid of anything that didn't align with this new vision of who I wanted to be. Maybe I still didn't believe it was totally possible. I definitely didn't. But in the back of my mind, there was a tiny thought that was going, maybe, like maybe it is. Because Wayne Dyer is telling me that it is. So maybe he's right. So I started making space for this dream to come into my life. I didn't need high heel shoes to get me there. I didn't need cheap jewelry to get me there. I didn't require decorative wall hangings. So I started getting rid of all of it. None of this stuff was actually necessary for me to embody the teacher that I wanted to be. And in fact, I quickly realized that it wasn't just unnecessary. Some of this stuff might actually be holding me back and keeping me confused as to what it was I was meant to be doing with my life and who I was meant to be. I bought the shoes to try and seem impressive to other people. I wore the jewelry because it was what other women were wearing, and I assumed that those other women were better than me. (laughs) Then I had to sit with the realization of why I had bought the house that I found myself sitting in. This was our bigger house that we lived in. This was the house we downsized from. I sat in my big olive green reading chair that I loved so much and had no choice but to face the realization that I purchased that house with the belief that people would take me more seriously as a photographer if I lived in a big home. The thought had always been there, but up until that point, I was never forced to face it until I started reading these books, until I started having these realizations. Everything I had been buying, everything that I wore, owned, used to decorate my home was all attached to some belief that I had that I wasn't good enough as I was. Hey, I want to let you in on a little secret. I am making a full-time income from home and it is due in large part to TikTok. I know TikTok has this bad rep of being this place where there's dancing videos and all of this silly stuff. But the truth is there is so much business happening on TikTok and there is so much potential. It is insane. Part of my minimalist journey was this desire to create a more slow lived life. I loved the idea of working for myself and doing work that actually felt like it mattered. And believe it or not, TikTok has been one of the biggest gateways in allowing me to do all of those things. And of course, I want to help you figure out how it can work for you too. I am hosting a totally free TikTok training starting in September, and I would love for you to join. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes to sign up. So then I had to come up with the question, who was I then? I was so covered up with cheap jewelry, cute shoes, and the latest decor, I wasn't even sure who I was. And I went on a mission to find out. And my mission started by getting rid of anything that might be hiding the real, true, authentic me. That was my first decluttering. It felt like digging down deep into a mound of stuff, hoping I would be able to find myself at the bottom. If I could find myself, then maybe I could find what I wanted, who I was meant to be, and what I was capable of. 
This was my first step in telling the world I was no longer interested in what other people wanted for me. I was no longer interested in what people wanted me to look like, what the trends were, what I was supposed to dress like, act like. And in doing that, I sent the message out to the universe that I was ready to receive whatever it was I was meant to be doing because I was now detaching myself completely from other people's thoughts and opinions about who I should be. Now, of course, it wasn't that fast or that easy. I didn't just go through my closet and get rid of stuff and I was like, oh, it's all so clear. I had to continue to knock down limiting beliefs. I feared shining my greatness because I knew there were those in my life who would close their eyes when I started to shine and I really loved those people, so I didn't want to lose them. I was afraid to leave behind who I was because at one time I really liked that girl. I liked making people laugh. It was always at the expense of another person, but they were laughing at me. People were laughing at my jokes, even if I was cutting other people down to make it happen. Now, if I gave up cutting down other people, would I still be funny? Would people still laugh? Being funny had been a part of my personality, and it's really scary at the idea of losing a part of what you think is your personality. Side note, um, I still think I'm pretty funny and I don't cut people down anymore, so don't stress. Another thought I had was, would I be attractive? I liked when Tom would make his little caveman noises when I walked into a room all dressed up. He'd go, ooh, mm, you know? And if I stopped dressing up, if I stopped fitting this ideal image, if I stopped dressing like the other beautiful women, would he still make those same noises? Would he still find me attractive? Leaving behind who we have adapted ourselves to be can be so freaking hard, but I promise you there is freedom on the other side. I saw a movie once that referenced the devil and how the devil would not put us in a painful torture chamber like we might have imagined since we were kids. You know, we always imagine like the fiery pits of hell if you were anything like me. <laughs> but instead of these fiery pits, he would put us in a comfortable room where we had everything we wanted. He would make us content so that we would never leave or maybe not even realize we were in a torture chamber in the first place. I want you to sit with that for a second because leaving our comfort zone can feel exactly like that. Leaving comfort, leaving stability, but perhaps the bigger calling is outside of that comfort zone. So what is outside of your comfort zone? After the shedding of all literal object, there was a shedding of limiting beliefs for me, a, a shedding of people, a shedding of events that I would agree to, old habits that were holding me back. Even after I was done digging to the bottom of the pile of stuff, I realized there was so much more digging I still needed to do. And I don't say this to discourage you. I say this because there is so much liberation in first understanding that you are stuck. Every time I eliminated one more item, one more mindset that was keeping me blocked, every time I was willing to let go of one more thing, I felt myself get one step closer to me, to the real authentic me that I was meant to be. I started hearing me more. I started knowing more what was meant for me. And even better yet, I started believing that all of those dreams that I was carrying my whole life were actually possible. And if you doubt yourself, if you doubt your dream, helping yourself shift to a mindset of belief is not as hard as it might seem. 
So here's the basic starter kit for allowing yourself to believe in those dreams that you're carrying with you. Number one, consume information from those who believe it's possible. Hi, I'm right here. I used to read books, listen to podcasts, teachings, recordings from teachers who told me it was possible. I still do. I don't listen to music at the gym. I listen to audiobooks from people who are consistently telling me I can go after big things. Consume all of this stuff that tell you your dreams are valid and that stuff isn't of any real value in your life, especially if you were struggling like me, if you were struggling by covering yourself up with stuff. Number two, find those who did it before you. Maybe me? I don't know. But you know when you see someone who just bought a new car or a woman who is smiling confidently in a bikini plastered on the internet and you roll your eyes and call them arrogant or materialistic? These are your signs that you want something that they have. Maybe you don't want their car, but you want yours paid off. Maybe you don't want their body, but you want to feel confident in your own. So instead of berating people who have what you don't, start celebrating their wins and recognizing that twinge of jealousy in your gut. One thing I did when I saw a life coach on TikTok who started TikTok around the same time as me, she was doing so well. And I started seeing her pop up on places like Yahoo or she was getting book deals. I would shut down my jealousy almost instantly. And instead I would celebrate her win silently by myself like a weirdo. I believe she was showing up with hope to make the world a better place and to share her knowledge with the world, which meant she was doing the same mission as me which meant we were on a team because if I truly want the world to improve, then I want anybody out there who is improving it to succeed, right? Now she didn't know I was celebrating with her. She might think it's weird if she did, (laughs) but I still went ahead and celebrated her wins anyway, rather than allowing myself to be consumed with jealousy. Doing things like this allow us to continue to align with what it is we are meant to have. The second we shut down someone who has accomplished something big is the second we begin losing ourselves again. Number three, spend time with you. Lastly, and most importantly, if you want to hear you better, you have got to get comfortable with you. Meditation, breath work, even just talking to yourself in the shower taking a walk alone. When you feel yourself get triggered by something, investigate what it was about that feeling that brought that feeling on in the first place without casting judgment on it or being mad at yourself for feeling it. Just study it as if you would study anything else. Learn what makes you laugh, learn what makes you cry, and then figure out why. Why do you love the things that make you laugh? Why do you tear up over the things that bring tears to your eyes? study yourself. And in doing so, you will begin to understand everyone else better as well. Just kind of a side perk. Minimalism is a gateway drug in the best sense. What I'm saying is that if you let it, minimalism can be a gateway to getting everything you ever wanted for your entire life. If you haven't let yourself believe it's possible yet, give it a try. You might not take the exact steps that I took. It won't go the exact same way. I guarantee it. But I hope you can learn to see how letting go of more and more and more and more and more stuff inside and out 
is truly the key to helping you tap into unlocked potential that you might be hiding beneath your surface. You can begin to hack your whole life using minimalism as a tool to make it happen. This is just the beginning. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the Unstuffed podcast today. And don't think that the party ends here. You can always check the show notes for the latest goodies and freebies that are always available to you. And don't forget, I love hearing from you guys. If you are enjoying the Unstuffed podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would take the time to leave a review so that I can hear from you too. Until next time, take a deep breath, let go of anything that has been slowing you down, and I will see you here next week.